Hey, this is Welby Pierce. I'm the lead pastor of Hope Rising Church. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope it inspires you, hope it builds your faith, and hope it gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. I hope you enjoy the message. Come on, let's lift up Jesus. Come on, let's celebrate Jesus. Come on, we worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you. Oh, man, I don't know about you, but he changes everything, right? Come on, man, so good. Hey, so good to see you today. This nice April Sunday, man, why don't you high five about five people next to you and tell them, come on, he changes everything. He changes everything. Come on, tell them he changed me so he can change you. Come on, Jesus changes everything. Yes, he does. Come on. Come on. Awesome. Awesome. How's everybody doing this morning? You doing all right? I hope so. How many tech fans are there? Anybody a tech fan? Awesome one. <laughs> Listen, hey man, my, my brother-in-law is, uh, uh, he went to tech and uh, loves tech and so don't hold that against me or him, okay? Uh, but so they, you know, they won and they won last night and so I texted him, I was like, bro, it's like, you know, it was like, you know, and uh, guns up, whatever. And so uh, he's like, bro, he went, I'm crying right now. Your sister's asleep. My baby's right here next to me on the couch asleep. Nobody here to enjoy it, but I'm crying. He's like, grown man tears. I'm like, bro, they just won a basketball game. It's going to be all right, okay? I know it's a big thing for tech, but um, anyways, um, you know, nobody even cares. It's good, okay. You're like, I don't even know what Final Four is. All right, perfect. So, um, so good. So good. Hey, would you do this, uh, do something for me uh, in your seat? Uh, there is uh, an Easter invite card. Would you, would you, would you take one of those real quick? And um, hey, would you get me an invite card or, or somebody real quick? I wanna, I wanna. Thanks, Stacy. Oh, sorry, I got it. Handoff was bad. My bad. <laughs> so, uh, so hey, we we've got these cards, and and what we wanna do is we wanna pray in just a second, and. Uh, I've always wanted to be be a church that resources our people um, to reach others. And one way we do that is through invite cards. And, and if you've been around for any amount of time here at Hope Rising, you know that every series that we've always got invite cards. And uh, so Easter is no different. And, but we believe this for Easter. We believe that, that this card isn't just an invite card. It's just not something that we're passing out. We, we, we're believing that, that, hey, there's a name and a family that's attached to this card. That there's somebody's life that needs to hear about this man named Jesus. And, and maybe, they, maybe they haven't planned to come on Easter anywhere. Maybe, maybe they're only, they only come to Easter, uh, to church on Easter because they're supposed to or they feel like it's the right thing to do and all that stuff. Hey, that's great. But we want to give them the, the, this invite card that says, hey, you know what? We'd love for you to come be a part with us on Easter. Oh man, you don't get it, man. I'm, you know, I'm this way, I'm that way. I'm a horrible person. And it's like, it's like, great. You know, so, so is, we all were horrible. And then now we got Jesus and life is, is better, right? And so, uh, and so what he did for me, he can do for you, right? And so, 
Uh, so we're going to, uh, we, want you to pass, we want you to pass this out today, uh, this week. And it's not just, we, we don't want to give you 100 invite cards and say, hey, invite like all 100 people that you know or don't know. Uh, we want you to be intentional with this and want you to be able to say, Lord, lay somebody on my heart this week. And maybe you carry it around and maybe it's at a restaurant, a grocery store, and maybe somebody you know. Uh, but we want to challenge you to uh, be inviting somebody to Easter um, as next week, we'll ask you to do the same thing. So this week, invite somebody. Next week, invite somebody. But, but we want to pray that this week, that whoever we come in contact with, that God will lay on our heart and that, that their hearts would be um, ready to receive uh, this, this message of hope. How many know it's hope? How many know the gospel is still good news? Amen? And so uh, let's pray real quick over these invite cards and just believing that, that God would, would, um, would, would touch people's lives this Easter here at our church. And uh, Lord, we love you. We thank you. God, we know you're doing great things in our church and in, in us and through us, and it, it is evident. And Lord, I pray that, that you would, we take this invite card, I pray that you would lay somebody on our heart, God. This is not just a card, but there's a, there's a name or a family attached to this card. There's, there's somebody's life uh, that's in the balance. There's somebody's life that needs to be changed. There's a, a, a marriage that's broken, God. There's, there's somebody contemplating taking their life, God. Lord, there's so many things that, that this card represents. And so I pray that it would, it would just not be a card with our name on it, but I pray that it'd be a card that has, has hope attached to it, God. Lord, that'd be, that'd be a card that, that has, your, has your presence all over it. And Lord, when people see it and people come in contact with it, God, we would invite people this week that they would know that they, they may not even know but let, the, their pre, let your presence go before us and let it make the difference. And God, we just tell you we need you. We need you. And so use us. Everybody say, use me. Use us this week, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 It's going to be so good. And hey, listen, uh, we've, we've started doing some prayer meetings for Easter. Uh, we believe that that if we're going to do things, uh, then all things uh, should begin with prayer. That's how this, this church was started. It was started through prayer and fasting. And so we believe that uh, we believe in the power of prayer and that God guides and gives us wisdom and direction and all those things. And so this Saturday uh, at 10 o'clock at uh, Tom and Joyce Parkerton's house, it's in Bridgeland. Uh, we would love for you to be a part of our prayer meeting. It's going to be from 10 to 11 o'clock. It'll start right at 10, end right at 11. And, uh, and so you'll be free to go after that. And, but we would love for you to pray with us, uh, just believing that God's going to do some great things in the lives of people. We're going to have an Easter egg hunt. We're going to do all the inflatables, and we're going to have we're going to have a lot of fun. All right, but all that fun is for one thing, right? Right? Come on, y'all going to have to help me out today. Can't can't don't don't hurt me. Help me, don't hurt me. Come on. And so we're going to have a lot of fun for Easter, but it's for one thing. It's so people's lives, so people far from God can experience new life in Christ. Right? And so, hey, it's going to be so good. So I'd love for you to be a part of that. Like I said, if you need directions, you can uh, just DM us on, uh, on social media, and we'd be, love, we'd be happy to get you that address there. Also, hey, we just celebrated Hope Week. Come on. Hope Week was this week. And can, can I tell you, I'm so, so proud uh, to, to be a part of a church that goes and gives out to the community. Uh, that it's not just about what we do on a Sunday, but really we're reaching out and impacting uh, community, this community, impacting Cyprus and Houston and impacting lives around us. Man, I'm, I'm just stoked. I'm, that's, I'm telling you, I'm stoked. We, had, we, had, uh, we were a part of seven, um, seven organizations this week, uh, throughout this week, uh, loving on people, fixing stuff, uh, feeding teachers, building bunk beds. We got some, do we have some photos of that? Do we have that up at all? Do we have that? 
we're good. Yeah, look, so, so man, we just got, man, people donating things and, and uh, just, we were cleaning up. Man, it was just, it was amazing week. Our students were involved. Man, if you got teenagers, they need to be part of our students on, on, on Wednesday nights at seven. Man, you need to get your students involved because, uh, man, we're like, hey, we're going to get our students uh, a part of this. And so they are bringing goods and helping in the way that they can help. And so, man, we're just, we're excited about what God is doing uh, in our church. So good job. Good job, everybody. I want to, I want to honor Enrique Sofuentes uh, and, uh, he, he leads our, all of our groups, and, and so and I asked Enrique, hey, I need you to, to, to spearhead this thing and help me. Do you think you can do this? And, man, he did an awesome job. And so, man, just getting our groups involved, and through our groups, we went out and we made a difference. So uh, thank you so much. If you participated, rock on. Kudos to you. If you weren't able to, that's cool. we got other opportunities that we'll be serving all throughout the year, and we'll be doing Hope Week every year moving forward. So... Anyway, so good, so good. Well, hey, if if you've not if you've not been here over the past few weeks, maybe this is your first time since we've been in this series, or maybe you skipped one. Uh, I want to kind of recap a little bit for you. You can always go to our podcast and and you can check check out the messages there. But this whole series, tag a friend, is is designed to help you share your faith with others, and and we, we've done a good job of of getting people to invite their friends to come to church over the years. Throughout the years, the church has done a great job. Hey, invite your friends and invite your family, invite your neighbors, and, and I, I think that is all good, and, and we need church. I believe it. I believe that you and I, we need church. I believe that, that we need to be around people because we're never meant to do life alone. I mean, that's why we have our groups, right? That's why we do, we have groups and we find freedom through our groups because we're never meant to do life and carry life situations and, and, and issues alone. People come alongside of us and we, we realize, this is what we realize, we realize that we're better together. We realize when people are around us that we truly are better together. And so uh, I, I, wanna say, I wanna say this, that God has placed people in your life to help you accomplish what he has called you to do. God has placed people in your life to help you accomplish what he's called you to do. I'll say it this way. You can't do what God has called you to do without people. You can't do what God's called you to do without people. And so what we gotta figure out is that, that, hey, we're better together. But you don't understand, I've been hurt. Well, newsflash, we've all been hurt, okay? Like if, you, especially if you've been in church long enough, if you've grown up in church long enough, you're going to get hurt. You want to know why? Because we're not perfect. We're not perfect. Like, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Like, we get it. But, but we need to be able to do life together and realize that we truly are better together. And when we come together and, and we do life together, man, I love the shark. We were made for this. We were made for this. We're made to make a difference. And you're going to make the biggest impact and you're going to make the biggest difference in your life when you surround yourself with other people people. So you can't do what God's called you to do without other people. But in the same effort, okay, invite people to church, come to church, the same effort to reach people, I believe that we've crippled the believer in not being able or know how to share their faith. And we, we, we've, we've brought it all focused onto the church and the responsibility on the church uh, that, that, hey, you just bring your friends to church, we'll give them Jesus, right? Um, you don't worry about it, we'll take care of it. And, and, 
and the church has done that over the past probably 10 or 20 years really, really good. You bring them to church, we'll take care of them. But I really believe that's not the model that Jesus has in store for us or tried to lay out for us, that really it's your job, it's my job, that, that we would go out and we would be fishers of men, right? And we would go out and we would share our faith with others. And, and whether they ever come inside these four walls or not, can we share our faith and bring Jesus to people? Amen? And so uh, week one, uh, we, we talked about this. 53% of people are not walking into a church. So what are we going to do about it? 53% of people are not coming. They're just not coming. What are we going to do about it? We are living in this post-Christian era. Like this is, this is post-Christian era. This is, a, man, people are going sideways twisted, flipped upside down, right side up, whatever. Just like, like we live in this, this post-Christian era where, where, we, where our money says in God we trust, but that's about all that we say and live out. It may say it, but we don't really believe it. And this is why our groups are so important, man. Maybe they won't come into a church, but maybe they'll come into your group. Maybe they're like, man, I hate church, but I'll come to your group. Because you got tacos. Let's go. Come on, Jesus. Right? I, I, I don't like going to church. I've been wounded, but I'll go, I'll go play softball with you. Come on, man. We need some help with softball. <laughs> right? Like, like, so that might be the place to go. I, I actually love being portable. I love being uh, uh, a church in a school because they may not go to, to a church that is, is in the traditional sense that, that, that they have a location, but they'll walk into a school and go to a church and they see, they see something like this and they're like, man, this is amazing. So week two, we talked about living intentionally and that we have to stop waiting on the lost to come to us and we must go to them. We must go to them. And week three, last week, talked about how everyone matters. God doesn't change us to accept us. He accepts us to change us. That's so good. Maybe that's for somebody here this morning. God doesn't change us to accept us. He accepts us to change us. And we talked about the, the woman at the well, and Jesus shows up, and, and she's been drawn from this well and continues to, to, to be thirsty. And, and there's, there's a lot of metaphors and parallels there. And, but she's been drawn from this well of life, and it keeps on leaving her empty and dry and thirsty for things of this world. And Jesus said, hey, I'm this living water, and you'll never thirst again. And so, so what we find is that Jesus is letting this lady know who, 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 who has lived a, a hard life, and, and people look down on her. People, people look at her as, as what we could say trash and, 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 and have called her names and stuff like that. But Jesus shows them, says, no, you matter to me. Everyone matters. And so I, with everyone matters, I love this. I love, how many, how many think our kids matter? Come on, how many, your kids matter? Yeah, our kids, you should, you should be clapping a little bit more than that or you got kids. Come on. Like your kids matter. Can I just tell you that, that our kids ministry is, is awesome? Can I tell you it's great can I tell you that, that Sunday mornings, because of our kids' ministry, dude, our kids wake up every Sunday morning loving coming to church. Like, I don't know about you, but I didn't always wake up loving coming to church as a kid. Dude, our kids are showing up, especially Dream Team kids that show up at 7 a.m. with their folks. Dude, they're running around here having a blast, helping set up some, eating kolaches, like 
30 of them, you know, I don't know. And so they're just like, I've only had one plus a few more. And so, uh, but, but what we are teaching our, our, our kids at an early age is that you matter and that you can make a difference. And I, I captured this, I, I didn't capture it, uh, Katie Sue uh, captured this last week. This is her, so after church last week, they're at home, I think, and she captured this video of Maximilian. Check this out. Okay. We were talking and you told me what you learned at church today, right? Why do we exist? Look at me. So people far from God can experience new life in Christ. That's right. Come on. Come on. Isn't that awesome? Man, if our kids can get it, surely we can get it. I said if our kids can get it, surely we can get it. I mean, I mean with a with a name like Maximilian, he is like he's due for stardom, all right? Kid is got he's been set up from the beginning. So uh, so, so proud of Maximilian. And so, hey, I, I want to I read to you 1 Corinthians 9, 19 through 23. This has kind of been the foundational verse over this, this uh, series. And it says, even though I am free, Paul's saying this, even though I am free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people, religious, non-religious, meticulous, moralist, loose living immoralist, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever, Everybody say, whoever. Whoever. I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ. But I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. Man, so, so huge right there. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. I did all of this because of the message. I didn't want to just talk about it. I, I wanted to be in on it. I didn't want to just sit on the bench. I wanted to play on the court. Come on. I got some new LeBrons on. I felt like I was cheating on MJ, man. And so, uh, but right, I, I don't want to sit down. I don't want to sit down. I, I, I want to get in the game, right? I just don't want to watch from the stands. I want to, I want to get in. And so, hey, this is, uh, this is what I want you to focus in on is right here. I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ. I became all things to all people but I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ. In other words, this, he's really solid. Like Paul is solid. Like he, he's lived a life where, where he's crucified and, and killed uh, Christ followers and Christians and people that profess uh, uh, following the way. He, he's, but he's solid. His life has been changed and he's a person of faith and he's not compromising that and he's not being a silent Christian. He's not saying any of that. A couple of weeks ago, we... We ask the question, why does, why does somebody want your Jesus? Jesus that lives inside of, of some of you or many of you. Why does, why does somebody want your Jesus? Because people who are lost don't need the same thing they already have. If we're going to tag a friend and, and we're going to be, be salt and light into this earth and we're going to be, live by example, then they, they, don't, they don't need your Jesus if what you're doing is the same thing they're doing. Because it's obviously not working. What they need to know is that, man, there's been some things that maybe you did just like them, but you found Jesus. And because you found Jesus, there's the change. That old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new, right? I mean, I'm excited, man. We got water baptism the week after Easter. Man, we're going to be water baptizing people. Man, we're excited. Man, it represents that, that, that old life. The old things pass away. And as you come up out of that water, that new life in 
Christ. Man, I want to encourage you, if you got kids, if you got students, man, we, we want to baptize them that day. Man, just in a few weeks, we want to baptize. You may be here and you want to get baptized. We want to baptize you. It's going to be awesome. Man, we want you to be a part of that day. Our baptism Sundays are always so fun. But people need you and your Jesus to be a little different. The Bible tells us that we're peculiar people. You're supposed to be different when Jesus lives inside of you. And I'm, not, I'm not talking about like peculiar weird. Like you're weird. Like you're a freak show. Like I don't know what's wrong with that person. Like don't talk to me. Like not like that, all right? But when they look at your life, they should see something different. They should see your life and say, you know what? You should be down. You should be depressed. You should be upset. You should be really hurt right now. But for some reason, you, you're, you, you, you seem to be okay. You seem to have the joy of the Lord. You, there's something inside of you that is different. I didn't know I was going to preach like this today, but y'all just hang on. I want you to get this statement. You see, I don't have to be like them to reach them but I have to like them to reach them. Let this sink in your spirit. I don't have to be like them to reach them, but I have to like them to reach them. I'm afraid all too often we don't like them. They make us uncomfortable. Their lifestyle makes us uncomfortable. And we say things like, man, if they just would pass a few more laws, it'd really make us feel good. Like, can I tell you that legislation isn't going to fix this? Not going to fix this. This is a sin problem. This is a sin problem. But even better than that, this is a Jesus can fix it problem. Dude, I'm so glad that Jesus can fix it. That nothing that you've done, no place that you've gone, nothing, whatever's gone on in your life before, there's nothing too big or too small that Jesus can't say, I got you, fam. Come on, Jesus has got you. He, he, he's died on the cross. He took the stripes on his back. Come on, like Jesus is alive and well. And, and this is not just a sin problem, but it's a Jesus. He can fix my problem. Come on, this is, this is a cross issue. It's not a government issue. It's not a President Trump issue. No, we have to stop looking for the government to fix what the government was never designed to fix in the first place. Come on, come on. There, there, there's, a, there's something that God's placed inside of us that it's our jobs, it's our responsibility. It's a heart issue. Come on, sister, let's go. It's easy to love Jesus when you're at church. Come on, the music is good. You're like, Jesus, it's great. Jesus, you change everything. You're right? It's like, oh, come on, Jesus. Like, let's go. Like, it's loud. They can't hear me singing. It's all good. Come on. Like, my kids are in the kids' ministry. Like, they're getting their Jesus. Come on. Like, like it's great. They're having fun, all that stuff. Like, the pastor, he's awesome. Yeah, I love him. He's so cool. He wears, he wears LeBrons and Jays on stage. Come on. He still looks like he's 25. Come on, somebody help me out. And so, uh, come on, don't laugh at me. Help me. Come on, help me. Don't hurt me, right? But, but it's easy to love Jesus at church. But you truly find out who you are when you immerse yourself in a lost culture. When you show up to work on Monday. Come on, we find out who we really are. You have to know who you are in Christ. 
I became all things to all people, but, but, but I didn't take on their way of life. No, I kept my bearings in Jesus. So how do we know who we are in Christ? How do we do that? I'm so glad you asked. That's such a great question. You find out who you are in the presence of God. You don't find out who you are when you're on this stage. You find out who you are when you're in the presence of God. You don't find out who you are when you're in the presence of people. We live in a day and age, a generation that is inundated with the presence of people. I'm not just talking about physical people. I'm talking about social media, right? Constantly inundated with opinions and thoughts and things you should do and things you should not do. And there's this overwhelming presence of people that we can no longer have an overwhelming sense of the presence of God in our lives. And we need to get back into the presence of God. Just like Moses said in, in this song, we sang, God, show me your glory. We need to get into the presence of God because it's in the presence of God that he will call you by name. And then you will know who you are. I know who you are, Moses. I know who you are, Randy. I know who you are, Kristen. Come on, I know who you are. Then you'll know who you are. And you ask the question, who am I? Who am I? Well, I am loved by Jesus. And because I am loved by Jesus, I am powerful. I am mighty, I am strong, and I am able. I am saved by his grace. I am chosen. I am a servant. I am a steward and I am a soldier. I am a witness, but I am also a worker. I am victorious and I am an overcomer. I have an awesome future and I have a purpose inside of me. Come on. Who am I? That's who I am. You see, everybody, everybody has this honing device inside of them that says, I want to know God. Romans 1 tells us that. Like, there's something inside of us that says, I want to know God. There's, there must be more. There's got to be more to this life than this. And I just believe if we put people first and, and we put people on the forefront of our lives, that if we're looking for people who are looking for God, God will put them in our path and say, I can trust you with them. If we wake up tomorrow morning and we say, we say God, put somebody in my path today that I can, that I can shine a light, that, that, I can, that I can bring Jesus to them. God, bring somebody today. I believe as we're looking for people that are looking for Jesus, looking for this hope, God will say, I can trust you with that. Come on, I can trust you with this. And he'll begin to bring people into your life. You know who we are? Come on, we're hope dealers. Come on. We're just a bunch of hope dealers. I know some, I know some of you just thought, oh God, we're in a church. He just said we're dope dealers. Like, 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 no, like you may have been a dope dealer. Come on, some of you, but you're not a dope dealer no more. Come on, I've gone from dope dealer to hope dealer. Come on, come on. God, it takes those old things and those things that, that have messed us up and kept us back and, and brought that hope and brought that life inside of us. Come on, we're a bunch of hope dealers. Because I truly believe this. I believe everybody wants to be saved. Even those that 
are atheists and those that are agnostic and those that are questioning, and maybe you're here today questioning, and maybe you're here and you don't even believe that there's a God. I want you to know that we here and we are here and we exist for you. Like we've planned for you, we've prayed for you this morning. Like we believe that you would be here. Like we're okay that you may not understand or agree with everything. We want you to know that this is a place where life change happens. Come on, we're, we're old things have passed away. Come on, this new life in Christ happens. Come on, and so so we just we want you to know you're welcome here. You can continue to kick the tires. You can continue just to kind of test this thing out and see what this Jesus is all about. We've made room for you. I believe everybody wants to be saved deep down inside and everybody wants this hope. They're just waiting on us to come to them. They're not waiting to come to us. They're waiting on us to come to them. I want to end with this. Matthew 5, part of Summer on the Mount. And Jesus is talking and he says, in verse 13, he says, you are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop, I cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Salt makes everything better. Light makes everything brighter. There's a saying that says, you can, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. I kind of always like to say this. You put a little salt in its feet, and I bet you'll make it drink. Come on, you put a little salt in its feet, I bet you're going to watch it drink. Come on, you put a little salt on some chips. Come on, when you go to Lupe's or Papacitos or Gringo's, mmm, yes, Jesus. Like, you put a little salt on that, like, like I, I promise you, you'll be looking for something to quench your thirst. Most Christians make sinners mad. Let's try to make them hungry. Most people that are lost don't have a problem with Jesus. They have a problem with the church. Let's try to make them hungry. You see, salt has two main purposes, to preserve and add flavor. To preserve and to add flavor. And Jesus had just been talking and teaching disciples, the crowd, any and just previous to this passage, he, he, began to re, he began to tell them, blessed are those who realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is given to them. Blessed are those who mourn, for they are comforted. Blessed are those who are gentle and lowly, for, for the whole earth will belong to them. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are those who are merciful, for they will 
be shown mercy. Blessed are those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. Blessed are those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because they live for God, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. He just began to tell them how blessed they were. And then he goes and tells them their responsibility. You're blessed. Now here's your responsibility. You are the salt of the earth. Preserve what is good and what is right. Add flavor to the world around you. Come on, how me like a little flavor in your life? Because people look to your life or cause people to look to your life and have them to lean in and get close. Lean in and get close. You're the light of the world. City on a hill. You have a purpose. Come on. If your light is shining, you've got a purpose. If you woke up this morning and you're breathing, come on, you've got a purpose. Come on, to glow in the night and to see all. To glow in the night and to shine in the dark places around you. Hide it under a basket. If you grew up in church, we would say hide it under a bushel. Come on, I'm going to let it shine. Come on, let's go. Don't let Satan blow it out. I'm going to make it shine. I'm going to let it shine. You have a purpose to put it on a stand and to let it shine for all. And maybe your stand is at your desk tomorrow morning at your office. I'm going to let it shine. Not my light, but I'm going to let your light shine through me, Jesus. If you're a student, maybe, maybe it's at school tomorrow. Come on, it's at school when, 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 when people are starting to engage in conversations and doing things that maybe you know you shouldn't be doing and you take a stand. All my parents are teenagers should be shouting me down right there. You see, I believe this is what Jesus is saying. You're blessed. Now go do something about it. That's the new dub version. You're blessed. Now go do something about it. See, with great blessing comes great responsibility. I want you to know that we're blessed. Not just in America, not just as people, as a, as a church. Can I talk to us as a church for a moment? Can I tell you how, how honored I am to be your pastor? We, we are a blessed church. The amount of people that, that serve week in and week out, the generosity that flows from the heart of you that are here today, then I couldn't, I couldn't dream this up, what God's been doing over the past 14 or 15 months. We're blessed. 
And I believe since we are blessed, we have a great responsibility as a church. That's why we did Hope Week. Because we're blessed and we have a responsibility to bring hope to people. Can I tell you that the generosity that comes in, not just on a Sunday, but just day in and day out through online or whatever, your giving helps make these things happen. To, to, to be able to, to feed teachers, 140 teachers on this past Thursday, and faculty and staff here, like, like that just doesn't happen. I told one of my other pastor buddies how much that cost us because we gave them Chick-fil-A because Jesus is all about Chick-fil-A and, and, and gave them a fruit cup and gave them a cookie and, and these the bag of chips and, and, and a drink and all of these things. And I began to tell one of my pastor friends how much it cost us to feed them all of that, this box lunch. And he was like, doing the math real quick. And I tell you, that, only ha that doesn't happen in, in, in churches that just started like this one. And so I want to say thank you. I want, yeah, I want to say thank you. And it's just not feeding the teachers. It's everything that was done throughout the course of this whole week that made, made this happen. We have great responsibility. In the same way, let your good deeds, verse 16. He closed out, he said, I'm gonna repeat this, but in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. We're gonna bring hope so people will praise not us and not this church, but the one who matters most, and his name is Jesus. Come on, he uses this platform called Hope Rising to bring hope to people, but, but we don't need to lift up our name. We need to lift up the name of Jesus. That's, that's what's gonna draw people to him. That's what's gonna draw, the Holy Spirit's gonna draw people into him when we lift up the name of Jesus. And if we don't share the love of God with people, who will? Come on, if, if, we, if you don't share the love of God with people, who will? If we aren't gonna be salt and light, Who's gonna be that? So I wanna ask you this question. Will you be a hope dealer with me? Will you be a hope dealer? Because there's plenty of things that people have tried in this life and are trying what I know is that it leaves them empty. And the only thing that will ever fill the void in somebody's life, in your life, and in my life, if there's ever anything empty, if there's ever a moment that we find ourselves empty and dry and looking for something, we always find it in Jesus. Let's be intentional with who we are in Christ. Whose world will you enter this week so that you may add flavor and shine your light? It's a prayer that I pray with my daughter when I get to take her to school. One of the four things I always pray over her, Lord, let, let her light shine at school today. Let people notice the difference that you've made in her life. 
let them see. You know what they call her at school? Smiles. Because she's always smiling. Hey, they're smiley. Or smiles. Or... And I just believe God's going to use that smile. I walked by somebody yesterday. He had a grimace on his face. I was in the car. I looked over to Kristen and I was like, hey, cheer up, fella. It's not that bad. <laughs> believe that God's going to use, use my daughter to do great things and I believe that God's going to use you to do great things it doesn't matter if you're 14 or you're 40 or you're 65 God's got a plan for you, you woke up this morning let's go baby, come on what's God doing in your life, who does God want to impact, who's God laying on your heart that needs to hear this message of hope so let's be hope dealers together let's go out this week and and share Jesus with somebody. I wouldn't be upset if you didn't invite somebody to church if you just, if you just shared Jesus with them. Lord, I pray, for, I pray for us today that we would enter into their world and understand who they are and but God, that we wouldn't lose our way and that we would be confident in who you called us to be and in our identity and who you are. But Lord, let us, let us love them. Let us like them. It doesn't mean we put our stamp of approval on everything. It just says, hey, I'm here because somebody once offered me hope. And I want to offer the same to you. God, help us be a church and a people that walk through life with people. A church that just doesn't talk about it, but a church that tries to walk it out. That we would back it up with our actions. And God, that we would continue to do things like Hope Week so that people may see these good deeds, not for us and not for our accolades, so they would see them, so they would praise you. And so we lift you up in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us in the Hope Rising podcast. Visit us online at hoperising.co. If you're in the Cypress, Texas area, we would love to connect with you on Sundays, 10 a.m. at Spillane Middle School. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful week.